This is a tripod broadcast. Well, let's start recording, so... We just did. Okay, cool. I think this is a key show to listen to because it's... It's it's uh, it's all about emotional masturbation. <laughs> Journalistic integrity. It encapsulates everything that we're about. And I'm sorry. Now, <laughs> give that some thought. Yeah. With Addison... I can't be mad at you. You got a haircut. And Matt. I would recommend that you stop listening right now. <laughs> Can you guys hear me? I gotta allow ya. What's up, Jay? You're on. Who can hear you? Right on. What's up, brother? How are you? Not bad at all, man. How about you? Oh, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Every day's a holiday. Or something like that. What's been going on in your world, man? Not too much. I, uh... So how are things in the money world? Is it all still fake? <laughs> well, I'm telling you what, the government uh, is starting to want their money back now um, or to uh, have things forgiven. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So they're either going to forgive the forgive the debt or I, I shouldn't say the government. The, the banks are going to want their money back because they put their neck on the line for these uh, CARES Act loans. And the first... Uh, Bank payments are going to be due probably. Um, I know the for us the 19th is kind of like a cutoff date for like, hey, are you gonna, you know, what's the intent? Have you applied for forgiveness? And if there's no intent, then the bill's going to come due at a big lump sum because most of our stuff was um, an eight, 18 month deferment. Right. So I mean, although it was a deferment and uh, with the premise of having it forgiven um, if it didn't get forgiven or you couldn't get it forgiven or the intent changed, then you're going to have all that interest come due. That's so 18 months worth of interest plus whatever the right. payment is. And for whoever has borrowed, that could be kind of substantial. So the yeah. uh, getting people rounded up, you know, and not in no, no knock on small business people, but you're like, I've said many times before, your normal small business person is passionate about what they do, but not necessarily right. a, not necessarily a uh, business savvy person per se when it comes to like the financial piece of it. Right. So oh, absolutely. Yeah, and you've got people out here that they love what they do, they're good at what they do, but when it comes to, you know, having things at readily at hand to to submit or having it even prepared to submit or uh, being behind a couple of years on their tax. I mean, you, you, you name it, we've seen yeah. it all. And, and that really becomes kind of uh, a harbinger of things to come. You know what I mean? So right. you never know, you never know what uh, is around the corner, which is most of my, uh, most of the people that I directly helped. Um, I think as of the beginning of this week, I had, at the maximum, I had three people out of the 58. I think I, I think I helped 58. Um, out of the 58 people that I helped um, personally, I think three of them hadn't been forgiven yet. And so, oh, wow. and those, and they were, and those were people that were wanting to be forgiven, but just for example, and I won't, like I said, I won't kind of disclose that, but a restaurant owner, I mean, the guy's busy running his restaurant. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, and I, 
kind of gave some insight into this last time you and I met. Like, I mean, last year, you know, if you if you weren't really, really, even as a small business, in a really good place, um, and you relied at all on any kind of foot traffic or or you know even ecom and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it was just, it was like out of nowhere. They just slapped you across the face with, hey, this is going to be, <laughs> this is going to be the worst year you've ever had, you know? Exactly, exactly. And and you know that when you have uh, any type of service business with um, goods that are going to go bad, like in the food industry, you know, if you already had all that, just imagine if you had just placed your order, you know, right before COVID and spent, you know, Five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars on food. Now what? You have nobody eating. Right. It. I mean, if it's frozen, that's one thing. But if you've got fresh stuff, or yeah. whatever you know, or I mean, alcohol, liquor stays good for a while. But I mean, like beer, like if it's in a keg or whatever. I mean, that stuff can go flat and go bad. You know, things like yeah, that. it so. was, it it was a nightmare. And and I I don't know. I don't know. A lot of people think they're going to do it again, but I, I mean, I just don't think they're going to be able to like lockdowns in the whole nine yards. I, I really don't think they're going to, I don't think people are going to go for it. Yeah. It, it's kind um, of crazy too. Have you heard the, in our area, have you heard about the outdoor event people who are mandating either a vaccine um, card or a COVID uh, uh testing uh, within 24 hours or 48 hours or whatever it is before you can even go into their venue or, and even the, even the uh, artists are mandating. And I don't know if that's all over the United because I don't pay attention to the news too much, but I did right. see that in our area. You know? Well, I, th- I think that's kind of the, the middle ground that they're doing right now. Um, but there, and I, f- I forget what it is, but there was some country, I want to say maybe Germany. Maybe, I, I'm probably wrong on that, but, you know, they're and, and this is why the podcast that I that I listen to every week. This is what they were saying. They're like, the American economy, you know, America runs on money, <laughs> and so it's like like those those airlines that came out right out of the gate, and they're like, all of our pilots, all of our employees are going to get the jab, uh, just mandated across the board. You know, so many of the pilots and staff were like, no fuck no, you're not going to make me do that. And, and, um, as a result, they all walked it back. I think, I think all major airlines now, uh, they don't require it. There's some kind of, there's some kind you know, and it's, it's just like you were saying that there's some kind of, uh, you know, they can test or whatever, or, uh, I've heard one of the crazy things I heard was for hospitals that will let you not get the vax. Um, they're, they're going to do weekly testing, which, you know, I, I've never been, te- I've never been tested with this thing, but my understanding is that is not pleasant. Like they jam it all the way up in your, up in your brain. I've only um, been tested. I've only been tested once. How was um, it? I'll tell you what the COVID uh, test was a lot less invasive than the, the uh, flu. They did both of them at the same time for me. The flu right. hurt worse. The flu hurt worse to me than the COVID one did. Really? Um, no, what is yeah. What do they do for that one? Where, what is, what's the difference? They sh- they they shove that one up your nose too, but it's it's got to go pretty far up too. Um, huh. So I didn't like either of them. They did flu, A, B, and COVID at the same time. Um, Interesting. But, you know, because it was a uh, our employer was paying to have that done, right? So I mean, if you had right any kind of symptoms and they told you, hey, you need to go get tested, 
they're basically covering it at a zero cost. I mean, you had to use your insurance, but then you were reimbursed. Right. But, uh, I was talking to one of my uh, one of my subordinates today, one of my one of my employees, and they told me that um, they were going to go to this outdoor um, event in our area um, that had been postponed from last year till now. And right. They decided to go ahead and eat the tickets and not go because the um, the COVID test for uh, leisurely activities or non uh, medical reasons were right. $390 for Oh my gosh. Test. No, that, yeah. that, a, a, that a rap, a rapid COVID test. Really? At like an urgent care or cause I've, I've seen, you know, the rapid tests are available at Walmart now. I've seen them on the shelf. I know, but you have to have like 20 bucks or something. Like, yeah. And what, I don't know what it was, but she said that basically it would have cost for her to get an appointment with her significant other and to, uh, it would have been, ended up being a thousand dollars for this event and the tickets were only a hundred bucks a piece. So it would have been another 800 bucks for two people to get tested this quickly for, I guess they, whatever classification it was. Cause it was, I'm sure that if it's for medical, you're right. The rapid test is 20 bucks, but this is for like pleasure or leisure, whatever they named it. I can't remember exactly what she told me, but anything that was non-medical purpose. That's such bullshit. They're, they're kind of ringing you up for that. But, uh, oh. well, and I know, you know, so, and I, I won't say who it is. I'll, I'll tell you privately if you're curious, but, uh, somebody very close to me, um, it was right when all this Delta shit was taken off and they're like, Oh, Delta variant, Delta variant, Delta variant. And I'm trying to figure out how to say this without, without letting slip. But, but this person, um, their job is very strict on it, I guess. Right. Like if you come in mm -hmm. with symptoms, if you, you know, anything like that, they're like, Oh, you got to go home, blah, 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 blah. Well, this person's a, a family member of this person who had the strict job um, came down with it and they started. So, so the health department was calling them and blah, blah, blah. You know, Hey, did you, did you, cause I guess they went and tested positive. And so I guess the, the protocol still is that the, health department calls and is like, Hey, how are your symptoms or what is your fever or whatever? And, you know, they called me and they're like, Hey, like, this is kind of freaking me out. Cause if my job finds out that I have somebody that lives with me that has this thing, they're going to send me home, whether I have symptoms or not. And right. it's, and I told them the same thing that I've told everybody all along, uh, stop getting tested. Like this is, this is the, it's, it's, it, and, and especially now that we're doing like this second arc of, you know, Delta and whatever, blah, 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 blah. Like it really does seem like the test, the test numbers alone are what's driving this whole thing. So do you think that, and I mean, I'm just asking because it was said a lot during the last presidential administration of, Hey, the reason why we're getting so many case positive cases is because we're testing a lot and people were like, Oh, throwing a fit about that terminology. Right, right, and thinking, oh well, that's horrible that we shouldn't test for. It. But, but see, no, I, I agree. I, th I think the reason we have we have we have any numbers at all is because of this testing nonsense, and the tests are still wildly inaccurate. And it's like I was talking to this person when they were going through this, because because she called, she's like, oh well, you know, she called. I guess I don't know the urgent care where uh, where the person in her home got the test, and they're like, okay, can can this tell the difference between you know influenza A or B flu? Um, COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2, uh, and this supposed Delta variant. And they're like, no. So it's like that to me says, well, then you can take that same stick that you're jamming up people's noses and 
whether it comes back for the flu, SARS, you know, any of this stuff, well, then you can just add it to the case count, which is the same right. thing they did last time. And that's that's the exact same scam where you just keep pumping up the numbers. And so, yeah, that is that is my advice. I mean, unless unless you're because what's the point? What's the point of testing anyways? If you have symptoms, you know, you're sick, coughing, throwing up, whatever, fever, whatever it is, you know, to rewind two years ago, what would you have done with that? Well, you would have stayed home from work. And you would have drank some chicken soup and taken your vitamins and a couple of days later, you'd be fine. And I, I maintain that, that that's the solution this time. You know, I, I just I don't get why we're why we're just sort of lumping these all into some massive case count that then becomes this question of, oh, OK, well, now there's lot now we need to have lockdowns and we need to have this. Now we need to have that. Uh, blah, 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 blah. You know? Yeah. And I mean, just like I told you before, full transparency. I mean, I've got I got the uh, the single shot jab back. A few months Danger, ago, yeah. I think it was in yeah. May. And now, how's that going? I, you feeling good? Still alive? All yeah, everything? Yeah, <laughs> feeling fine. But you know, the thing is, that was a personal choice. I, I am not in agreement with forcing people or, or you know, mandating things or uh, making people feel like they can't live their lives if they don't do what we want them to do. And in and, uh, and, uh, in full transparency, the only reason why I got the shot because I didn't want to wear a damn mask at work and that, you know, so that's kind of where I was with it. And now that we're back to wearing masks, it doesn't even seem uh, like it was worth it. Right. Yeah. It really, and, and that's, that's what's so funny to see on, on all of the super liberal people, you know, the kind of people that think that, uh, you know, the jab is their literal Messiah, you know, it's like, they're like, Oh, what the hell? And, and the script has immediately been flipped for them. Like they're being told, Hey, you have to wear a mask because of all of the people who didn't get the jab, which is just, which is just a, a flat out lie. I mean, that's, you know, like there's no, there's no reason why that, that should, because, of, because of all this double speak about, well, you can catch it, but you can't pass it. But if you don't have it, it's just like, this is nonsense. It's, it's yeah. utter nonsense. Um, you know, we're, we're human beings are kind of like, I mean, of course I believe in, in creation, things like that, but at some level, you can compare it to an animal where you just have you're trying to survive and you'll do anything you have to do to survive. Right. And yeah. You know what I mean by you know what I'm trying to get at. And so people yeah. will pretty much do anything that they have to they quote unquote have to do to what they feel like they have to do to survive. Right. And uh, so you know a lot of people a lot of people are saying, well, does everybody just stand up not do anything and and the employers will have to uh, acquiesce. But what we don't, you know, what we're not realizing is that, you know, people go one, one without one meal or go without one paycheck and their right. tune will change pretty quickly. You know what I mean? So, right. Uh, well, and that's, that's kind of, that's kind of the whole game for me. I mean, as I see it, like, you know, because I am encouraging people. I'm like, you know, stay strong, you know, tell them no, blah, 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 blah. I, I just, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, like I keep pointing back to the airlines cause I have people in my family that are very worried about that. They're like, you know, I'm, I'm not getting it under any circumstances and the way that they see it based on, you know, the news or whatever, you know, they, they basically think it's a countdown until it's, until it's mandated. Uh, and, and it may very well be, but I don't know, man. I, you know, the, the almighty dollar speaks louder than that. And I, I think if we really, really stick it to the, not only the employers, but the big, um, 
you know, like the big sort of service companies, you know, your Walmarts, your Targets, your th- those kinds of things. Like if we if we really, really stand up against them, I, I don't think they'll be able to do it. I really don't. Well, think about it like this. And I've been thinking about it, you know, quite a bit. And I know this is kind of a little bit far out there for some people. But if you think about <laughs> it on a on a spiritual comparison, uh, when uh, Moses uh, delivered the Israelites from Egypt, from bondage in Egypt, right? So think, uh, think just released from Egypt. They finally are now uh, at the foot of the mountain and Moses is up uh, getting ready to get the Ten Commandments from God himself. And they're down here just minutes from leaving, you know, right. so to speak. And they're making a golden calf crying about how they wish they were back in Egypt, how they had right. this and that in Egypt. And, and that's kind of what I mean by, you know, go out, go without one meal. And that's kind of a, a colloquialism or, you know, go without one paycheck. But how long would it take for someone to go against their own, you know, uh, made up mind in a certain, in any area, not just this area, but in any area when, when, when push comes to shove, how long can you go? Right. uh, And, and, and suck that pain up. You know what I mean? Cause that's really what's going to happen is you're going to be tested at some level at some period of time uh, to that commitment. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And actually uh, I'm going to take it one step further. (laughs) <laughs> you you mentioned a spiritual comparison. Um, now I was thinking about that uh, this morning um, in the shower, <laughs> and it's unavoidable to me. And I know you know not for everybody or what have you, but it's unavoidable to me. Um, ba- based on a couple of different characteristics that set this apart from even something like the flu shot or or what have you. And I think that's that's number one is how the thing is being portrayed worldwide as a savior. I mean, as a literal savior, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, so that indicates to me, I'm like, well, this this is a spiritual thing, you know, whether whether we want to admit it or not. Um, and and then the other thing I was thinking about, which and this, you know, obviously, you know, you got the J and J, and I don't, um, you know, and I'll say for anybody listening, there, there's, I don't look down on anybody for the decisions they have to make whether it was to keep a job or, or maybe they just think it's the right thing. That's their business, obviously. Uh, but that being said, I, when you look at MRNA specifically, and, and, and the thing that really gets me with this is, um, and I think I shared this in the group at one point, but it's like uh, Moderna 2013 has a corporate blog post on, on their corporate website where they're talking about how excited they are to have received a bunch of money from DARPA to study uh, mRNA technology. And that's what they call it, mRNA technology. And it it just seems like the elite class, and that's obviously that's broadly speaking, you know, that's not saying Soros or Bill Gates or whoever, that's saying, you know, if anything, it's saying like Pfizer, Moderna, uh, you know, those kinds of entities or systems. They have wanted to do they have wanted to roll out mRNA technology for the last 20 years. They just have, if you look into it, like it's, we've been testing it, we've been working on it. We've been, this is a big, big thing. And the pretense or the, or the context under which it was finally rolled out, which was, you know, an, an emergency situation, an emergency use situation, uh, an emergency use authorization. And under the context of something that pretty clearly is not that deadly, when, when, when you look at the numbers, um, it just, it makes me take pause and go, okay, well then 
Like, why did we need a catastrophe to roll out this technology that we've been trying to roll out for 20 years? And now yeah. we're finally able to basically, I mean, if you look at it and, and pull out the politics and pull out COVID and whatever else, if you look at it, like if you're Pfizer or Moderna or DARPA or whoever who wants to roll out mRNA, what you've done in the last year is you've basically gotten that technology and that product in a huge, huge number of people through what is basically a loophole. Like it's there's just no way getting around it, e including but not limited to the fact that, like I said, the authorization is only for emergency use. So, so if you're the mRNA guys, right, Pfizer, Moderna, whoever, who has really got this stuff down, uh, you've known for the last 20 years that you're not going to be able to get it approved because animal trials tank every time you do them. Um, and then that's sort of the history of mRNA. Like we've never had an mRNA vaccine uh, or injection or, or medicine or technology, whatever you want to call it. We've never had one of those because the animal testing has always failed. And so now in an emergency use scenario, they basically got the clearance to skip animal trials, which is which is the 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 part of the process that always kept them from from rolling it out in the past. And so it's like that, that is just, I mean, even just in terms of business or whatever, number one, it's sketchy as fuck. <laughs> and number two, like I said, I really do think there's a spiritual component to it. The way people are like, it's a savior, you know? And, and I just, yeah. on that basis, maybe on that basis alone, I'm not getting the damn thing. It's just, it's just not going to happen. It's never going to happen yep. for me. Yeah. And when you think about warp speed, which was the project, right, or the or the caveat, or whatever you want to call it, to getting the the right. uh, yeah the thing done. What I'm trying to, I mean, because you know the mainstream media at that point go back to 2020, and then whenever they were rolling out that warp speed thing, whatever year that, uh, whatever time frame that was. Right. Was that? Well, I think it was mostly you know, leading up to November. That, that was like Trump's big thing. He's like, we've got warp speed, warp speed. We're gonna get jabs to everybody. Now, do you think that warp speed was something that was that was created at that time, or do you think warp speed was something that was created, like you said, with the MNR, MR, MNRA, whatever you call that, mRNA uh, right. thing, 20 years ago? Like you said, it was trying to uh, come to fruition in the past. Has the warp speed uh, pro? You think that was in the playbook? A long time ago do you think that was something that they came up with right now i mean what what do you think were they just waiting for something to like a benchmark where they could use that right. and bring it out i'm just trying to think of what your thoughts are on on that and then how does uh, was that i mean because it definitely in my opinion from my point of view it wasn't something that trump or his administration came up with on their own you know it wasn't something that they that they were yeah. smart enough quote unquote to come up with it had to be from my point of view, it had to be something that was at least outlined somewhere. Right. Well, my understanding is the whole Operation Warp Speed, basically, it just refers to how fast the federal government, you know, <laughs> bought the shots. <laughs> his, his, so you it, know. it didn't have anything to do with the uh, bypassing the, the animal process or the testing process or bypassing the the... Drug administration stuff. Well, and, uh, well, it, well. See that, and that's what's so bizarre is that's that's something that they admit. Like it's not even it's not even a you know because you'll have you have all these leftist idiots out here who are like, oh, um, people people that talk about the dangers or the or the potential long term side effects, blah 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 blah. 
they're so crazy because this this technology has been in development for a long time. And I'm like, okay, A, that doesn't mean anything. Like my Bluetooth has been around for how long? Half the time it still doesn't connect in the car. Like, you know, like so that doesn't really mean anything to me. Um, and number two, you know, it it it's as my understanding is it's an open admission on the part of not only, you know, Pfizer and Moderna and whoever, but the federal government that animal trials were skipped. And their their response to that or their sort of answer for that when you bring that up and you say, hey, hey, all you know, all of the animal trials were skipped. What the hell's going on? And they're like, well, we they had plenty of human trials. And I'm like, that doesn't <laughs> like that doesn't mean anything to me either. I, I, I don't understand how because if if the normal process, like let's say over the last 30 years or 35 years or whatever it is or, or more even, if the normal process for vaccines um, to be to be accepted is for there to be animal trials and five to seven years of human trials and then smaller rollouts and, you know, how, however they've done it over the years. And I'm not, you know, I don't know that exact process, but my thought is, well, that process was in place for a reason for those 30, 40, 50, you know, years that we've been rolling out these kinds of things that has always been in place. What has changed now that you're saying you, and when I say you, I mean, you know, the left or the media or, or Pfizer and Moderna, if you will, like what, what has changed that you're now able to say, Hey, on this one, we don't need animal trials. And there's, yeah. there's no clear answer for that. Right. So anyways, I saw Hango jumped in here. You want to say something, Hango? No, I was just listening in, man. I just, Thought I'd stop by to see what was going on. Not too much, just the witching hour. <laughs> That's the best hour. <laughs> easy, easy. Um, so, Jay, you mentioned a second ago, if you don't mind getting into this, and we don't have to if you don't want, but you mentioned a second ago, uh, you know, you're like, oh, I believe, I'm a believer, I believe in creation, that kind of thing. So, you believe in a literal six day creation or you want to, or you take more of an old earth approach that the days could have meant anything or what's your, like, if you had to say, what do you believe in terms of, in terms of the creation? Well, man, I'm, I'm not going to commit to any specific, <laughs> any specific thing because I'll be honest with how, you. Man, how, I, I, how political I of you? <laughs> I no, I just, I just don't know. Well, that I makes would, sense to me. Say, I would I would say if I had to choose something, I would I would say that um, I'd have to lean on probably what I grew up with, which I can't. I'm not going to say I'm not going to be dogmatic about it. But what I grew up with was was a little literal six days, yeah. um, six thousand year old Earth, you know, or whatever in that kind of realm. Creation, right. flood, dispersion, you know, and then uh, on history on from there and it, it you know, God's God's ways are higher than ours from the way I look at it and right um, you know I'm not an expert at that and I'd be lying if I was but what I do believe in is that uh, God somewhere in uh, time past uh, created the heaven and the earth and created everything that's living and breathing um, from nothing right that's 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 what I do believe. Yeah. And independent of, you know, the six days or what have you. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, I just, I would, I guess a lot of people would be dogmatic about that, but I, and, and if it's in the Bible, I think there is a purpose behind it. Yeah. But 
but I don't know that I need to be dogmatic about something like that to uh, have uh, any type of belief that there is a uh, savior or that there is the gospel or things like that. You know what I mean? I don't, right. I don't need to be dogmatic on that. And I think that you could debate all those things all day long. Um, sure. But at the end of the day, I just don't know for myself that it's, it's something that I would die on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I tend to agree. Um, and I have always been, I mean, traditionally same as you, the way I was raised, uh, literal six day, you know? Um, and I guess, I guess there was a time period over the last five, six years, what have you, where I sort of softened on that. And I'm like, well, it could be blah, 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 whatever. Um, and then that astrophysicist that came to my church had a sort of a different take on it, which I've, I've heard variations on this over the years. Um, but his was that, that the days uh, are very specifically mentioned where it says there was evening and there was morning the first day, evening and morning the second day and so on. And the only day that it doesn't have that on is the seventh day. And so his, his sort of take on it is that those are distinct um, ages, which the fossil record he claims, you know, and, and seems to believe which the fossil record sort of corroborates in terms of how life appeared on this planet. Um, so, so the order that life appeared through those six days, he would say that the fossil record basically says exactly that just over a much longer time period. Um, which I thought was kind of interesting. I was like, okay. Uh, and then, and then the other thing was the seventh day where God rested, there's no evening and morning, uh, given. So his, his take on that whole Genesis thing is that, um, you know, we're basically still in the seventh day, which is God's rest period. And which is why we don't see any new creation and we won't see any new creation until I've heard that you take know, before. I'm sorry. I thought you, you have were heard done. or have not. No, I have no, no, not no, heard that. I've never heard that theory before, but that's a. Um, it's very interesting, isn't it? It's very interesting uh, a, a thought. Yeah, it's it, well, and that's because it, it kind of blindsided me. I was, you know, because I was sitting there and he's going on about you know space, which is obviously fake, and and he's but he was going on, and, and I was like, oh, that's really interesting because he that's basically his claim is that those six days are very apparent in the fossil record in terms of how they showed up and the, and the dates that you can apply to them. Um, which I, I probably would say is probably true. Uh, you know, I haven't looked into a lot of th those numbers myself in many years, but it's a really interesting take. It's a really interesting take from an astrophysicist. So, you know, it's like, well, he, he spent more time probably in the Bible and, and in science books than I ever have. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I believe in a, um, how do I put this? I believe the creator's hand had a place in evolution. Is that a good way to put it? Yes. Um, I mean, I, I think I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I do believe the creator created the heavens, the earth, the animals, everything. Absolutely. Um, was it six literal days? It, like, like Jay said, it's not a hill I'm going to die on. Yeah, because that you know, I, I've heard guys debate the gap theory between Genesis one one and Genesis one two for six yeah. hours on end. Oh and, yeah, yeah, you know, same here. <laughs> to, and the question is, to what purpose? 
what what are you accomplishing by talking about the first two passages and debating back and forth if there was a gap there or not to right. what end? Right. Pride. And pride's what it is. I mean, <laughs> to be right. I mean, no, it, it, yeah, to be that's right. That's part of it, yeah. Make you, you make yourself look like you're the author and finisher of the subject and you're not. And, you know, it's like, to me, there's so many bigger fish to fry, no pun intended, um, to uh, the creation story. But, um, I mean, to, to be honest with you, the point of it is, from my perspective, is that uh, there was a beginning. And God was yeah. at the beginning. God is the beginning from my, from my viewpoint. And that's what the point of the story is. This is, this is the beginning. Obviously, uh, coincides with the word Genesis, you know, obviously. And it's, it's the creation story. It doesn't have to be, uh, have every single answer. Uh, right. Or question answered is what I'm trying to say. Here. I'm one of the few, or, okay, I, I don't know about few. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there. But, but the few people that are in my circle that likes to or or is interested in the possibility of the other texts because and they're not canon and i you know i won't say that i i think they're not canon for a reason but <laughs> you know when you look at some of the other texts especially even ones from other ancient religions not talking about christianity um you know that that they agree far more than they disagree uh which i think i think you would probably agree with hango um oh for sure we have like native tribes here locally uh, mm -hmm. to my area and their creation story is almost a carbon copy of the one yep. that's presented in Genesis. Mm -hmm. And then we also have a yeah, tribe here that believes that they came from the earth and in the area that they believe they came from, there are a patch patchwork of cave systems. Yeah. Yep. And so 100%. So did they get that idea from being so close to the cave network or is there some right. truth to that? That's the question. Well, and here's something, I don't know if you've ever, you you, you might've looked into this or watched or listened to some stuff about this hango. Cause it seems like it's your, your cup of tea. Um, are you familiar with Chaco Canyon? I'm not I at believe. all. So, and I'll, uh, maybe I gave you something kind of, kind of cool here. I'll, I'll send you some links when we get done. Please uh, do. It's, so it's this bizarre uh, Native American uh, town or city. Um, I think it's in Nevada. It's, it's somewhere in the American Southwest. Either way, they, there, so there's lots of stuff there that doesn't make sense. There's just structure. You know, it's like any, any of these ancient ruins where it's like, well, we really don't have any idea what the majority of this shit was for, <laughs> you know? Um, right. And it turns out, it turns out that the legends going back, you know, thousands of years are pretty much a carbon copy for not only creation, but the whole Genesis six thing. Uh, and even going further than that, their, their legends and their sort of tribal uh, belief system is, is really, it's like a book of Enoch thing. Right. And so, so if human history is, as we've been told, <laughs> you know, then, <laughs> I mean, yeah, then it's kind of like, okay, well then there's, then there's a big question mark over why these civilizations in the American Southwest of all places. Um, Cause you find that a lot in the middle East, which again, to me, I'm kind of like, well, that just sort of adds to the, you know, the whole story that, that is presented in the Judeo-Christian Bible. Uh, but then you get something like that in the American Southwest and it's kind of like, 
Okay, well that's that's interesting. And then you have people in the American Southwest who who really have and stick to a strong legend about a global flood, um, which which kind of flies in the face of the idea that oh well it was localized or what have you. Who, who knows? It's just it's ancient history is very interesting. Yeah, we've got any in my area is kind of like the bottom of the. <laughs> Thanks for laughing already. My area is kind of like. The, well, it was just the way you said that. I was like, I was like, no, 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 no. You guys are people, Hango. I promise. <laughs> like the, the 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 base origin of the um, Mississippian tribes that ran from Louisiana all the way up the Mississippi River Valley into your area. Matter of fact, right? And then yeah. Up up into New York for, for the, the they had an empire pretty much that followed the Mississippi River, right all the way up and along that along that path you find burial mounds and they run from there's one right there across the river from you uh monk's mound yeah uh-huh right there and, uh, Illinois. okay and all that yeah right it's a unesco recognized site uh and you know, i don't know if you know the whole a lot of history about that mound in particular there in illinois um uh, it was quite a structure when it was first built. They have taken like lidar and X-ray inside that mound, and it was a it was a ceremonial temple, is what it was. Right. Uh, um, but there's a lot of burial mounds that follow the Mississippi River, you know, up and also across, um, kind of diagonal. If you start like in southern Louisiana, across Mississippi. Uh, portion of Alabama into Tennessee, Kentucky, kind of going toward the East Coast. If you draw like a just a diagonal line, um, and that tradition of of uh, ceremonial mounds or burial mounds was prevalent among all the Mississippi Valley tribes. So, I mean, the Choctaw, the Chickasaw, the the Biloxi, the 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 uh, the Tunica tribe, all those tribes, kind of did the same thing, except for the Tunica Biloxi tribe. They were a total vegetarian tribe, which really made no sense. So they were they were wiped out first, is what you're saying? No, they lasted a long time, <laughs> which is which they they can't understand. It, right? How how how? Why did a tribe? who was surrounded by natural resources for meat. I mean, from the river, uh, from, from, you know, wild game with rabbits and deer and bears at the time, um, everything, but they chose to totally live on vegetation and they really don't know why it happened that way. And what, so what time period is this alleged? Like, like how many thousands of years ago? Oh God! Who knows? I mean, yeah. you know, they were just yeah. they were discovered in the uh, by the by the French and Spanish when they landed. Yeah, right. I think uh, I well, think Soto is the one who really had first contact with them. Gotcha. So there's there's and I'll send you this one link about this Chaco Canyon. You know, there's okay. there's a part in this Chaco Canyon thing where the guy says the very first you know Christian missionaries that came upon this tribe. And started telling them stories of creation and all this stuff. They were like, "Oh yeah, no, 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 we we know all that." But based on <laughs> based on the whole uh, Genesis six thing, like they right. were like, "No, no, no, that's yeah, we, we 
that's human history basically was their their take on it as a try so, so it, they said duh uh, to the spanish then basically yeah <laughs> <laughs> But the but the but the funny thing for me, as somebody who does believe the Bible, you know, it it makes me wonder how much of that maybe factors into the idea of because you know there's the old you know one of the easiest sort of Christian gotchas, and it's like, well, well, God created all these people. What if somebody can't tell them about Jesus? That means you're going to hell. He sounds like an awful God, and it's like you know, but but it's specifically addressed in the text where it says his invisible attributes can be seen clearly through nature providing a way for them to believe. Mm. And, and it's like, as a Christian, we're like, well, we don't understand that at all because we have all of the pomp and circumstance of salvation and so on and so forth. And, you know, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. But there is this weird sort of thing that it says in scripture where it's like, even if people don't hear, um, you know, they can come to belief and it's like, I, I don't have an explanation for how that works. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, but, I, but I wonder how that ties same... into these tribes that are like, Oh yeah, no, the, the, the creation, the Nephilim, the whole, the whole story, we get it. There was, so I, I'm not going to quote a uh, verse and chapter, but there was something to the effect of even nature itself cries out to the creator or the create the creation cries out to the creator. Um, well, there, there's that too. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, that's um to look out the window at night and see you know moon the stars or during the day you know or even it's still at night you know if you're close to like a major body of water you see the tides ebb and flow with with the moon to me i can't wrap my head around that being total chaos total chaos exactly yeah i i it, it in in my in my dumb viking head something <laughs> had to something had to put that into motion right yeah yeah it's 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 true and it's it's yeah it's a, it's a weird part of that that i wonder how how much ties in well and that's because my favorite thing to do to the to super hardcore christians is you know it's like okay well because, because as you know i think that the the alien thing is is false gods and occult religion um so, so my whole thing is that like, well, what, what about the pyramids? Because we, because we don't, we've never unearthed anything that really explains how they did it. And, and it's, it's, it's not a necessarily a matter of bodies because people are like, well, we don't know how many bodies they had. It's like, well, no, we don't. And there were a lot of slaves and there was a lot of that, you know, people taking other people captive, so to speak during that time period. Like, sure, I get it. But we, we, to my knowledge, we don't even really, we've never dug up anything in terms of a tool that would be able to get remotely close to the design and structure of some of these things. And, and so well, I bring you know, that up. Well, I was no, going to say, I, br I bring that up to like, you know, that that's my critique of the whole alien phenomena because I'm like, well, there, that's the explanation that I think that I think is coming with that kind of thing, but go ahead. Now, as I can't really question a lot, a, a lot of, ancient stuff right um simply there's because, really no explanation <laughs> well simply because you know the old saying of um the victors write write the history yeah absolutely you, you think about all the wars that have been fought especially over the you know european african asian saddle there 
Mesopotamia. Uh, you, you just think about all the men who died in that sand over all these thousands of years, how much technology, how, how much great thinking has been lost just in that very small part of the world. Yeah. How yeah. much was, think about all the knowledge that was burned in the library of Alexandria. Yeah, alone or whatever, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, it'll never be recovered again, ever. And think about all the knowledge that's been locked up underneath the Vatican for centuries yep. now that will yeah. never see the light of day. Well, and that's that's my whole thing when you look at when you look at ancient times and particularly as I like to do, you know, in the context of scripture, it's like I mean it even you know, and my wife and I were talking about this the other day. It even goes back to this whole King James thing. Because like there's as you know, you know, there's this weird cult around the King James Version Bible. Oh, I know. The, to this day. <laughs> to this day. And 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 there's no there's no real reason for it when you look at it. I mean, it's 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 pretty obviously like just a weird following for some reason. And it's, it's dogma. Like, it well, it is dogma, but but if you go back to that time period in history, it's like and, and look at a fraction of what was going on with King James or whatever, or even the fact that it's called King James, like is is the entire the entirety of the gospel and the entirety of the scriptures about a kingdom outside of these kingdoms you know whether that's with it within yourself with Jesus or a literal one you know in terms of eschatology or not like it any time that a that an earthly king no matter how good they might be is is going to sit here and say this is my version of the bible like i i face value we should all be kind of like wait a second <laughs> like well, for sure, because he wrote, he had that Bible, he'd write it, he had the Bible translated. Right, his project. As, to be used to rule England. He wanted to set up a theocracy. And right. I, I know of no God that would want one of their followers to rule under a, theo- a theocracy, especially the Judeo-Christian God wouldn't want that. Well, it's, uh, it's, yeah, because it's demonstrably the opposite, like right. all through scripture. It's just, yeah. I mean, that was Israel's problem literally in the old Testament was they were like, no, 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 no. We need, we need one of those. We need a system of this world. And every time it bit him in the ass, like <laughs> yeah, they demanded it over and over, you know, yeah. God was like, Hey, you've, you've got me. No, 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 we don't, we don't want you. We want, we want some judges like they've got, okay. You got right. judges bite you in the ass. Okay. Okay. We want a King. We want, we want a King. Okay. Here's your King. Bite them in the ass over right. and over and over. Every time. 100% of the time, every time. Yeah. And I think, you know, if I had to say, like, you know, in a broader sense of, you know, whatever we see going on right now, I I, I kind of think that America is really just another one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, seriously, you know, like, because when you look at all these Christians that are like, it was founded as a Christian country no. and they won't, and they won't move from that hill. You look at it and it's like, but look at how this Christian country is turning out and how the whole thing never really served God all along. If, if we just get down to brass tacks, there have been good people that, you know, that's not what I'm saying. But this, this idea of a, a Christian form of government uh, at all is just, is just, I don't know. I think it's, I, I think it's contrary to God's word and what we're, what we're expected to do, even as believers. Well, for sure, especially if you believe in free will, Right. Um, Because, I mean, that's what, you know, when I have discussions about religion with people, you know, know, we discuss. Down at the the lodge? No, that 
that does not come up at the lodge. Religion is, religion and politics is something you do not discuss at the lodge because it causes disharmony in the lodge. Oh, well, we couldn't um, have that. No, we're supposed, to be, we're supposed to be brothers there together working for the greater good. Mm. Um, uh, we can we can move know. on. I'll I'll send you some Telegram channels to subscribe to. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fruit cake. Uh, no, we, we get to discussing anything remotely religious with somebody. The idea of faith comes up, you know, and faith is something either you have or you do not. Um, it's not really something you learn. I would say, you know, people who have no interest in in believing in a creator, believing in a high power, um, they're not going to learn how to do it. Uh, you can't coax them into doing it. It's just, it's just it's just something that you either have or you don't. In my experience, I could be totally right. off on that. Well, I would take it one one step further, or maybe a little different take on it. Because um, you said faith, you either have it or you don't. I think everyone has faith. It's a difference in what they put it on. Mm. So everybody has point. some, you know what I mean? Like everybody has some level of faith, right? Like, you, you know, you have faith in uh, Chevy when you hop in the car and turn the key on. Right. You have faith that things are going to blow up in your face. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just so there's 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 everyone has some level of faith. It's just what they would put it in. And and that even applies to like what I would say is, you know, the militant atheist, if you will, where it's like, you know, I, I want to go out of my way to disprove any. Oh, yeah. Higher power or form of faith. And it's like, well, you 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 have faith yourself <laughs> in some ways to to even come to the conclusions that you've come to right like you have faith in your conclusions that there is no higher power or, or god or whatever like you know like you you have faith in that belief system to carry you through life at the very least so i would say I, I think everybody has faith it's just a determination of and what and who it goes into it's a faith in science you know some people have right, right. the Scientists. utmost faith in science you know and i think that i i i ride that line pretty well especially in, in my job, you know, right. Uh, it, it is possible to have both faith in a high power and also faith in those that work with that. You know, we're going to use the scientific process to determine what kind of does this person has and get them the right product to help them with it. You know, I, I, I got a very good friend of mine works for a, a, a science agency and, and he is, he is, got more faith than I do. Very dedicated to his faith. And he's able to balance his scientific field of work with his spiritual ideas. Well, and that's that astrophysicist I mentioned, that's his whole that's his whole game, basically. Like his his whole thing is that um, you know, you you can't ignore God and in particular the you know, where he comes from, the 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 uh God of the Bible um in the cosmos. You know, and I and I say the cosmos because truly the cosmos. I mean, this guy was, this guy was talking about you know all kinds of fake stuff. Angle. Let me tell you, he was talking about stars. He was talking about he, he was he almost convinced me space is real. I'm telling you, he he really he was. You'll get there one day. Well, well, if I listen to a little bit more of his lectures, it's possible because he. I mean, I'm I'm dead serious. Like he believes that you can quite literally see Jesus 
in in the cosmology and astronomy um um you know that we have access to and that we're able to uh so so and that was that was kind of you know and i, I mean i joke about saying he, he almost convinced me space was real but but it was a little bit of a, a moment for me where i was like oh this is a really interesting take for me because it's 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 no form of the scientism truly that we see you know i would argue in the mainstream and surrounding this virus and you know on and on and on like it wasn't it wasn't that form of scientism it was no i really do believe these things cohesively point to a creator god of the bible and and so it's it's really interesting stuff but i think everybody has faith everybody has faith in something yeah i mean if you drive and you get brought up the car you know when i'm doing you know 70 down the interstate i got faith that the guy behind me if he needs to go around he's going to get in the next lane right. and go around instead of running to the back of me or even yeah. on like a, one of these old state highways we have around here where it's just two lanes i've got faith that the guy that's coming toward me is going to cross over that yellow line to smash it to the front of me you know that yellow line is there's no wall there <laughs> right you know, anybody could just swerve over and go to the next lane oncoming traffic right but you have faith every car you meet they're not going to do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Sarah left. Hi, Miss Vicky. How are you? I know she she don't have a mic, but I wanted to say hi to Miss Vicky. Well, do you mind? I don't know. I don't know if she wants to come on or not, but um, I'm her biggest fan. <laughs> I don't know. It might be Matt because he he appreciates her work on a on a semi weekly basis. Ah, oh, gotcha, 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 <laughs> gotcha. Um, oh man, I hate that Matt had the whole thing go on, dude. That's that's tough. Yeah, he's had he. It's it's been one thing after another for him, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's just you know, because he talked about on the on the show, um, you know, his his sous chef with the you know get getting the Wuhan and on, on the ventilator and off the ventilator and blah 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 blah. And then and then they're they're short staffed and they. I mean, they've been because I I used to follow the Rack House on Facebook. I deactivated Facebook, but um, I used to follow the Rack House and yeah. Well, at least for the time being, um, but uh. Yeah, I mean they're they're like okay, hey, we're we're not going to be able to do brunch on Saturday mornings, um, you know, just because of the staff, and it's just, it's in, in a certain way, it's it's like heartbreaking to watch because it's like, man, you know, I mean, because I I think it's a real problem, you know, people just want to sit home and and collect money and and I don't know, they're they're having a real hard time find finding people. Well, I don't know if you've heard like some of my most recent shows. Um, Harpoon I, ne- I, ne- I never this. listen. I don't blame you. It's just a waste of time. It's two hours <laughs> down the literal drain. Show um, sucks. By the way, that's the Hango <laughs> Show. Everybody, tripodbroadcasting.com slash the Hango Show. Uh, Harpoon had hired this kid uh, uh, probably close to two months ago now. And he's a lineman for the local football team, local high school football team. And okay. so he was balancing working at Harpoon's, which Harpoon's only open uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday right now because he just can't, he don't have enough workers. Um, he'd hired this kid to work for him, so they gave him three in the kitchen, and uh, he was almost, Harpoon usually waits about two months before he learns somebody's name and works for him, just because it's a revolving door there, like any, right. any food joint is. You've worked in kitchens, yeah. you know what it's like. Exactly. Um, so, this big 300 pound lineman had been helping him. He'd been going to football practice in the morning and then leaving there and coming to work. Well, last night on the show, he, he told us that that kid came in and quit. He's like, damn it. So now I'm back down to two. 
Well, right. then yesterday, one of like his workhorse he has back in the kitchen broke his ankle. Oh. So now he's back down. He's down to one guy in the kitchen. And he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do this weekend. Uh, and I said all that because when I finished recording Sunday night, three shows this weekend, matter of fact, man, I just banging them out. <laughs> Make the corporate overlord happy. That's um, right. If only they were good. It would just be. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do time, man. Uh, all in due time. Um, so I left the studio. I called Tink. I was like, hey, you know, what do you want to you want to be stop and grab something? She's like, yeah, so I've been good. I think I'm going to have a little bit of fast food. I've been, cra- I've been craving spicy food. Can't get it hot enough. I said, I'll go down to Wendy's. Oh, God. And, and grab a spicy chicken sandwich. Well, I know that you own stock in the company. So I'm just trying to bolster you up a little bit. <laughs> I surely don't. I surely I got, don't. I got to put your children through college somehow or the other. So, <laughs> uh, I go down to Wendy's and it's a seven o'clock Sunday night. So church had just got out. Lime was around the building. I said, well, Wendy's is a no go. So I drove back through town. First thing I came to was a Sonic drive in. All the lights were off. I'm like, well, that place sucks anyway. Right. Uh, yeah, Sonic, Sonic is terrible. Well, the one that we had here in town was really, really, really good. And it's and over the last two years, it's went to shit. Their, I, I said last time, their parking lot looks like uh, Warsaw after the Blitzkrieg came through. It was like bombs <laughs> have been dropped in that parking lot. It's just craters. Right. And yeah. so I was at we McDonald's, lines around the building at McDonald's. Uh, Hardee's, all the lights were off. And we were, we have a chain here in the South called Jack's. Not Jack of the Box, Jack's. And I said, well, I'm going to go buy Jack's. I'm going to buy Jack's line around the building. Well, next to Jack's is a Burger King. I'm like, this is oh, the. Oh, you didn't. You didn't. This is, this is the last option. So like, I pull into need, Burger you King. You need prayer. <laughs> I pull into Burger King. And before my window even gets to the intercom, she goes, sorry, we're closed. Wow. I was like, see, I do believe in God. He was looking over me right there. <laughs> and so that's right. <laughs> my lat I wanted to leave there. I remembered, oh, little Caesars is on the right. Oh, you did. And, and, that's and, even and worse. I, I know it is. It's cardboard and rubber. That's all little Caesars is. I pull it's it so bad. It, it's, it's it's terrible. You know, it's it's shit on a crust, is what it is. So as I <laughs> they have a big plate glass window in front of the little Caesars. It's a smaller, it's just like in a strip mall. I pull up and I kid you not, that lobby is packed full of people oh my gosh and i can see like they're hot ready one behind there and there's not a damn thing in it oh I man t- so you're gonna called, wait at a little caesar's i called tink and i was like i'm coming home and we're having sandwiches <laughs> I just, <laughs> I, these people everybody standing in the little caesar's looked pissed at the world like their night right. was ruined because they weren't going <laughs> to get little caesar's pizza this is this is the shape this town is in People are taking to My Facebook, goodness. bitching about Little Caesars not having enough pizza ready. Uh, it's a real tragedy for the uh, for the community. They didn't learn how to cook. Right. Go buy some groceries. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I know you just got church and you're all pissed off because the preacher said stuff you didn't like. And you need somebody to go, go take it out on. But you know, all the restaurants right. are closed now. So go spend time with your family. Yeah, take it out on your family like a man. Like red-blooded American <laughs> yep. would. Exactly. Don't eat your feelings. Shed them on your family harshly. Um, 
Chris, <laughs> you can take that to the bank. Uh, Chris in the chat, I don't know if you saw this. He goes, uh, he just commented because I, I posted a picture. Oh, I see uh, that. He, he said, he said, I feel like if we brought back the holy wars and really did them right, there would be less heresy. Discuss, <laughs> you know. And I got to be honest, I was thinking about this the other day, uh, oh, no. and and somebody contacted me on Telegram, you know, and just wanted to start no. <laughs> <laughs> no man i i i don't know man I, I've, I've said this on the show before i don't know and as you know i i didn't always feel this way but yeah it really makes me wonder you know at what point at what point are we gonna have to really take to the streets for some uh you know to hang on to a shred of freedom um that that is the that's the last possible outcome i want oh absolutely oh 100 man like you I know, got kids, I'm like all about peace and love, man. Yeah, <laughs> I generally am too. As long as you keep your degeneracy away from my kids, I'm fine. <laughs> but I didn't send you some sexy pictures on Friday. If you if you can recall that far back through all the yes, marijuana age you're in. Yes. Um, oh, for Pete's sake. So even though I'm totally <laughs> yes, for you did. peace and love, I yeah. want to be prepared in case all the peace and love runs out. Yeah. There's yeah, nothing wrong it's, with it's, being prepared because it's it's not looking good. I mean, and and that's not even. I mean, I know Chris was talking about a holy war <laughs> and heresy, <laughs> uh, but but you know, broadly speaking, it's kind of like, well, man, you know, maybe 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 we need a holy war of sorts. Like this is maybe we need more heresy. Little, um, no, somehow I think that's... <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe heresy as the Catholic Church defines it. There you go. There. It's really, dude. I, I mean, I I wouldn't presume to speak this over all Catholics or speak about their their salvation or what have you. That's really not what I'm saying. But man, I mean, that that was that, one of the first things Jay, Jay and I talked about was like the Vatican and their control wow. and their. I mean, it's it's evil, bro. Like that is that is that's pure evil. So it, it, it um, I said what I said, and our Catholic listeners <laughs> can fuck off, I guess. Well, I'm <laughs> with you, man. I've you know I've the your average run of the mill cat. I have no beef with at all, but when you're participating in a literal institution that literally safeguarded predators. Yeah. That's where I draw the line. Yep. For a very long time. And I've seen it also and in the I'm Protestant church. Still doing it. And they do it in the Protestant church too. It's not all Catholic. I've seen it yep. done. And you know, uh, I think the Houston, the Houston times was the Houston newspaper is did that huge outing of all these Southern Baptist uh, pastors who, who've been, accused and convicted of of uh child pornography and uh child molestation it's become yep. it's come to a lot now it's, it's a big problem in the jehovah's witnesses congregations yep uh, um so what i would suggest if you have children do like my man acid here does teach them at home about your god <laughs> don't let some old man grope all over your child under the guise of teaching them about God. Right. Uh, churches aren't safe. Uh, there are predators everywhere. Yeah. Uh, if, if you truly care about your spirit, your child's spiritual well-being, you should be active in that spiritual well-being. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that applies to education too. I mean, I, re I, I really, I totally agree. Broadly. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, you, you see the stuff that happens. I mean, and it's, it's not even the meme stuff about the teachers on the students and so on and so forth, but like, it's, I mean, why wouldn't i mean it just makes sense like if that's your thing it's you know most certainly not mine and I, I i think that you know it's punishable by death honestly but but you know if that's your thing it's like well of course they're going to gravitate towards these 
these high populations of children. Like that's, that's just, I don't know, man, but, but, but with the church, it is really, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it really well, it's makes very you wonder sickening, because, especially in a church because yeah, that's supposed to be a place that everyone is safe, right. child, adult, everything. And for men or in some cases, women taking advantage of that trust in a position of power, yeah, it's um, horrific. there's a special place in hell for those kind of people. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean that literally. Yeah, it really, really makes you it really it really makes you wonder. It really makes you wonder. But well, we had it. So I don't know, Chris. Olymp- do we need some more holy wars? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, what could go wrong? <laughs> it's the famous last words. No, we had uh that uh Dr. Nasser who was groping up and filling up all the gymnasts on the, on the Olympic team a couple of years back, you know, he got yeah. popped finally after a decade of doing it. Right. And exactly. it was covered up and hidden and NDAs were involved. It's, it's everywhere. It's just now. insanity. Yeah. It's really, it's really, yeah, it is. And I don't know. Yeah. I mean, of course I have my it, theories on where all that comes from, but <laughs> it was, you brought to my attention, um, the map people on Twitter who were yeah. trying to, uh, um, yep. normalize that they're minor attracted people and yep. it's part of the community and you know uh they're, they're being ostracized well, Twitter has publicly said that they're not gonna that they're not gonna going to punish other people for hating on them in the same way that they wouldn't punish anybody for hating on anybody else so uh, yeah the, twitter is basically saying it's a safe space for this this kind of discussion that's what we need then yeah for sure so we we really need and like I, I mean you know I know I know that you know that I can go 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 on this subject but th- this, this fourth industrial this fourth industrial revolution is is that's the thing about the technology for me you know and t- technology is great whatever but but it is being used by a system that seems to really feed off of that kind of thing and I just I I mean it's a hard sell to to ever you know plug plug my kids into it. Yeah, and I, I, I and I see it, it everywhere. I mean, parents my age, it's like I, I look around and and they're like bummed because they didn't bring the tablet somewhere because the kid is not gonna, you know, oh have their tablet. <laughs> I'm like, this is this is this is madness, dude. No, I'm I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. Like the, the tablet as the babysitter is is a real, real, real problem for parents my age. I mean, it it's it's and I I it just makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up because, like I said, my assumption is. And I think it's correct that these companies that are making this content for kids have that as an agenda. If if not as an overarching principle, I th- because I do believe that Disney does, I'll just say it, then there are people within that organization that that is their goal. So when you, when you hand your kid these tablets and let them interact with these games or these applications or these, you know, TV shows even or whatever for hours and hours on end, and we already know, you know, what that kind of, what consuming through a screen for that long does anyways, just to, just on the human brain, let alone a developing brain. Um, it's just kind of like, boy, that is scary shit, dude. Cause we are turning these kids into, into mindless piles of non-autonomous garbage, biological garbage by the time they're five, six years old as a result of this. I know I multiple guess, parents. I was going to give no, one last example. When? I know, I know multiple parents my age who have had issues with their kids, not saying a single word, um, much later than they should have. And yet, and yet 
Mm-hmm. Both of those kids that I know of specifically, it, it's the tablet and the switch are just no problem to hand the kid. And I'm like, maybe it has something to do with the fact that they're way overstimulated for that age via this technology and this stuff, which again, you know, it, whatever you think about it, that's great. But like when we do that to a child, like what do we expect it to turn out as? Because that's a, that, that is a very critical developing brain that we're dealing with there. Anyways, I can yeah, go I, and go I, and go. I, I just, I don't Number one, I don't have any kids, you know? Yeah. So I, I'm looking at, I'm looking from the outside in, I, yeah. I, I guess. Um, but all my friends that have kids, I don't see that. So I guess that I never viewed it that. I never, I mean, honestly, it's, like, it's a real problem. Their kids like hunting and fishing and they're playing yeah. sports, you know? There you um, go. Yeah. I never see their kid sitting in a duck blind or, or in a tree stand hunting deer looking at a phone or a tablet. They're looking for ducks or deer. Um, right. You know, and they know, you know, when you go fishing, you got to, got to watch what you do and you're going to lose your bait. You got to, you know, I guess I've just been kind of um, shielded from that idea that, Hey, give the, give the kid the tablet or the phone. But I'm sitting in, uh, I do see it in adults though. Except I went to the doctor that morning for my shingles. There was some jackass in there watching YouTube videos with no headphones yeah, full on, volume. full volume on his phone. I'm like, what? What, yeah. what am I seeing right now? What is right? What is exactly. Me? Yeah. Because last time I was around somebody who had a phone out, actually, that what? Because I don't, I don't wait anywhere. I use, I'm a night creature. I don't, you know. I, <laughs> right. Yeah. Everybody has usually has earbuds in of some sort on, on a on a plane or waiting for a plane. No one's watching a video on their phone with no headphones on. Right. But this guy comes in and plops down at eight o'clock in the morning, whips his phone out. <laughs> and not only does he turn the video on, he janks the volume up on it. So right, he did all the it way up. intentionally. Yeah. Well, he had to hear it. <laughs> apparently. I guess so. Yeah. Well, my, my thing is the time dude. Like I, I passed this chick on 40 the other day coming back here to the house. And, uh, I mean, just, just, I mean, slowly, you know, and she wasn't running into anybody, but just slowly from, from one end of the lane all the way to the other and just bouncing back and forth. And I'm like, well, what do we got going on here? And I get up next <laughs> to her and she just, she just, she just sitting there like, you know, scrolling Instagram, tap, tap, tapping the entire fucking oh, time. Fuck. Yeah. And I'm like, honest to God, like we, we just can't put them down. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's my problem. And when people do that with kids, it really freaks me out. It really freaks me out. Well, I'll see, tell you what I see a lot. Uh, especially on the interstate going in and out of these, the, like the bigger cities that I, I deliver to at night, people put their phones on a, like a dash mount or a window mount. Yeah. Up in the little, yeah. They got Netflix playing. They got a YouTube video on. Yeah. And they're actively they're watching this stuff while they're doing 75 down the interstate. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't I, understand it. Well, and that's, I mean, and that to me is like, that's the fourth industrial revolution. Like that's the fucking problem. Like this is always that, plugged that, in. It's black mirror shit, man. Yep. I, I mean, it's just, it's like, it's so plain to me. And I'm like, my God, put it down for like just a second. <laughs> What's up, Sarah? But anyways, yeah, she jumped in here. I don't know if she wants to talk or not, but I need hey, my guys. blessing. What's going hey, on? I'm just looking for What's a blessing from, from my witch doctor. <laughs> I'm doing great. Blessings to you all. <laughs> So unto you. So what what was the answer to your poll you posted in the chat earlier? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
you know. Just give us A, B, or C. Right, yeah, you don't have to say it to, to worry anybody that's out in the room. <laughs> all, all of the above. <laughs> oh, oh got the trifecta. Nice. <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious. I was like, what a stoner snack. And I was like, actually, who knows what this is from? And I wouldn't. no one would put it past me making a snack like this if, if you know, people who know me. <laughs> right, it, it could be any of those. It looks like a Tinker special for sure. <laughs> right, the exact. <laughs> that's def- that's definitely one of her concoctions right there. Dude, you got to you, you should try the uh the cookies or the brownies from My Delta 8, Sarah. <laughs> right, are the the moon rocks or something? I need Oh, the chocolates are amazing. Place another order to and try some of those new things. Yeah, there's lots Eventually. of good stuff on there. So anyways, how are you resisting the fourth industrial revolution with you and your kids? <laughs> hey, she's you got know, a brood, man. I forgot about that. Oh, she's got a ton, yeah. A ton. Three. It's a, it's a good more than me. <laughs> just just because they're all female, it feels like double, right? Oh my gosh. I can't you said even. it, not me. <laughs> uh, but um, no, I, I, it's always a struggle. And of course, the older one, well, they all know how to flip through the, the channels and stuff and on the Apple TV and pick their shows. And so it's it's a struggle. Gotta, you know, be like, shut it down, turn it off. Yeah. Well, you, you yeah, guys camp a lot too. I started we to do. say, I see on Instagram all the time, they're always at a state park. Or they're, they're always, always camping. Something. Yes, or they're <laughs> working the garden. They've got something going on. And that is, I, I applaud that. That's fantastic. 100%, well, yeah. yeah. We definitely try. Balance. Yeah, we, it's all about we balance. Do, we did. We didn't try until we moved here, and now that we try, it's been it's been awesome. It is, yeah, it's great. It's it's a necessity. Like once you have it, you can't stop doing it. You have to have a balance of half in uh, tech life (laughs) or twenty twenty one, and then half just nature. It's good for the soul. I actually, I meant to tell you this, Hango. I heard that from the pulpit at this at this new church we've been going to. He, He they said that um actually it was that astrophysicist I, I i think he said in one of his talks he was like it's really important to be connected to nature and to try and see it as much as possible and i think it does go back to kind of what we were talking about at the beginning but like that verse where it's like no there is there is god in nature because there is that verse that says that even people that people that haven't heard maybe necessarily the finer points of the salvation or whatever like they can still come to belief and so it's like you know, as we look at a technocracy or a or a fourth industrial revolution, it is super super important to see that stuff. Like these concrete jungles that we're all, that we've all been living in are they're not good for people. They're just not. I agree, absolutely. And and my state has a has a one of our state's really jewels is our state park system. Uh, we have some fantastic state parks. From photos I've seen from you, from Matt, from from Sarah, Missouri has the same thing. Yeah. It's pretty good here. So, I mean, you know, I don't like any form of government <laughs> at all, but I pre- I appreciate them conserving areas of beauty that our state has. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and even well, above we- that and just being there, seeing it, thinking about it, spirituality, but even more so that we don't think about being so detached from it all, just super dialed down to like 
biology and the microbes in dirt and things that our body actually need to be exposed to. Like there's so many things that you wouldn't even think about. It doesn't exist in in the, in that concrete jungle. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, um, a federal parkway that runs here close to us and it's 444 miles. It goes from Natchez, Mississippi, all the way up to uh, Nashville, Tennessee. And along that, uh, it was originally a path used by Native Americans. And along those 444 miles, there are numerous pull-offs for like historical areas. This happened here, or this used to be this. Um, there is a two-lane road. Uh, there are no gas stations. There are no stop signs. There are no stop lights on this 444 mile track. And it's one of the best places to drive. The speed limit is 50 miles an hour. It, it's federally enforced. Uh, but it's one of the best places to drive a car. I prefer to ride my motorcycle down it because no one's yeah. trying to run yeah, you off the road. <laughs> Bike cruising. Uh, <laughs> we have a lot of people who ride bicycles down it. It's, it's, it's so scenic. And if you want to, I can leave here and drive and I can just keep on driving. And if I need to pull off, there's a rest stop every five miles, just pull over and look at something. If I wish people still did that more. Uh, some people have taken coronavirus to mean you cannot leave your house. You still need to get out and get sunlight and breathe fresh air and, you know, enjoy your life no matter what's going on in the world. If you live in the concrete jungle, pack a bag and get out of town for a little while. Right. Uh, it's not going to get you. The coronavirus is not going to get you in the wild. I, I promise. Uh, it's going to get you in the jungle, in the concrete jungle. Right. Uh, you, you'll like this, Hango. So one time, my like education with my kids, it's very question and answer, you know. Um, but so they were, we were talking about trees and they were like, well, what are trees for? Blah, 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 blah. And I explained to them, you know, the whole photosynthesis and the whole uh, uh, oxygen and breathing out and breathing in and just just the whole thing to them. And they they were they were kind of like a little mind blown. They were like, "Are you serious?" And I was like, "No, I'm telling you, the trees breathe in the stuff that we breathe out, broadly speaking, and then they spit out the stuff that we need to breathe." And I'm like, "And that's how it's a whole big thing. It works." That's and so, so now I just had that conversation <laughs> with my kids tonight at dinner. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. Well, so now you like this too. So. So my kids have to do this thing where, and we, we went to go eat in Babbler Park actually last night, just because it was kind of a weird night. It was later and we're like, we'll just grab some sandwiches and go out here and, and eat in the woods. And uh, my kids have this thing where they, they go up to the trees and they, they basically yeah. smell them. They're like, they're like, and they're like, and, I, and then he, he came, they come back to the table and I'm like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, they're like, we're getting like the really fresh air. <laughs> Because, I love that. That's because so in their minds, in their minds, they're like, well, that 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 good, clean, fresh washed stuff is coming right out of those trees. So, right, and right I'm like, the okay, yeah, they're exactly. not wrong. <laughs> I was like, well, that's okay, not a bad idea. <laughs> See, smarter than Elon, my kids are. <laughs> <laughs> they're not wrong. My kids were like, my the eight year old was like. Did you know the higher you go, the less oxygen there is and you can't breathe? And I was like, yeah. And then the younger one was like, why? You know, and I was like, well, 
great question. I, the, the base level of explanation that I gave her was that the ground is closer to trees and trees make oxygen. And the higher you go, there is air, but no oxygen. And so she was like, oh, wow. That's She's fair. Like, I love our trees. I'm like, yeah, me too. <laughs> I you know, uh, was it a couple of years ago when everybody for like the whole week, everybody lost their shit because the Amazon was on fire? You remember when that happened? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The rainforest or whatever. Yeah. It, was, it was a simpler time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I did some, I, I did some poking around, and you know, the Amazon doesn't in the large scale of Earth. All, all the pictures were, you know, the Earth's lungs are on fire. The Earth's lungs are on fire. In the broad scale of the Earth, the Amazon really doesn't produce that much much oxygen during the summers. The um, the American plains with all the corn and wheat being grown, produce more oxygen than the Amazon does. The The greatest provider of oxygen for the world is actually algae in the oceans. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. But everybody's pitching a big fit. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't worry about the Amazon. Worry about people dumping shit ocean. in the oceans. <laughs> you know, that's what we should yeah. be worried about. Well, now you see these memes where people do it and it's, you know, in the context of, I don't know, whatever they want to hate, you know, because they're like, well, oh, look, a, well, and it's like, yeah, and it, it'll be like, oh, look at, you think your electric car is good. Meh, they're mining some bullshit from somewhere. And it's like, and it's like, well, yes. I, and that's kind of my point. I'm like, every new thing that we want to buy, like, let's just, let's just be real honest here. Like, came from somewhere, uh, probably, you know, majority speaking here, here in the West, like from a slave labor country. <laughs> like, like it, you it know. It, I mean, it's just, it's just facts. And so, so this whole idea of like, oh, climate change, climate change, climate change. And it's like, yeah, but how many iPhones have you had to have the one that is the newest right now that we're literally raping the earth to create? <laughs> like, it's just, For it's sure. just kind of, yeah. Lithium's not at surface level of the earth. You have to kind of dig pretty deep to get to the lithium deposits. Well, and most anything that, that is used in that kind of, in, in particular in electronics, like that's that yeah that shit is all dug up somewhere and yeah it's 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 not good. It's all a process that isn't great for the earth. Like precisely processing things in factories to make other things. You know, even if it's bio helpful things, you know, it's still a process in a factory and not helpful. But also yeah. the whole climate change thing. I mean, that website I shared in the group the other night. I heard a um, engineer speaking on a another podcast recently about just everything he's like sure you know climate change is a thing but we're not helping and government with their geoengineering and everything they're making right. it worse you know they're first of all deny it all and stuff and it's quite obviously a thing but what right. they think they're doing to help he's like giving them the benefit of the doubt you know what they think they're helping they're not you know they might help for a second but then they're like doubling the effects and how can nobody realize that? And why isn't anyone doing anything about it? It's crazy. Well, it, it even goes back to the, the kind of, the kind of whole meme stuff around guys like Carrie and Al Gore, like, you know, th these fuckers would fly in on private jets and then lecture about the evil of fossil fuels, <laughs> like ev every time. And, mm -hmm. so, and it's kind of like, this is, this is obviously, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know what a, a money scam or whatever, or all the above, but, you obviously don't really care about what you're trying to get me to care about. <laughs> so hypocrisy. I'm ready to bring the kids down, Addison. Uh, 
me and you and the boy are going to go uh, do a little fishing. And nice. I'm gonna, that'd, that'd be awesome. I'm going to take y'all to some springs. We can drink straight from the earth. Oh, yeah. And, uh, hit puberty early because that's what <laughs> that's what good, clean air and spring water does to you. But he's already got a deep voice as it is. My God, he he's really like does. Ash when he leaves. It's freaky. It's freaky. <laughs> and people tell me that all the time, too. They're like, what is this deal? I'm like, I don't know. I don't, and he doesn't eat steak either, so I don't know where it's coming from. Oh, we got to fix that. Dude, I try. Brother, I'm telling you, I try. I mean, come on, bro. Of course I'm trying. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm try- Do you think he would try some wild game? May well okay. So here's the deal. He'll, he'll try anything. So he's still he's got he's you know that's a good thing. Like I want to see that in a kid and and in particular a little a little boy. But his problem is he just really doesn't like the taste of steak. Mm-hmm. I mean I've tried all different kinds of cuts. I've tried different kinds of things. I told him this though, and so you know maybe I I probably overstepped my bounds because it's freaking expensive. But I I was like if we go to Matt's place and Uncle Matt cooks you some steak. I was like, can we try that? And he and he's like, I mean, I'll try it. So he's he's oh, we're still he's open to trying it, but he he just says he doesn't like steak. And I'm like, dude, you then you're gonna have to just go live somewhere else. Like I don't. Does he like <laughs> hamburgers? He does. He does. He, yeah, he'll eat burgers. Yeah. Because I oh. mean, you can always try to mind. Oh, that's true. Saying that it's the same meat, you know. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I told him that I'm like I'm like him. beef is beef is beef. Yeah, but he doesn't. Yeah. It's something about the meat. See, not the process of. I mean, I'm sure well, you may already like pre-cut it for him and everything. Oh know. yeah, yeah. I'll cut like a bite of it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I just wondered if he did not the process of actually cutting the meat or you know like doing too much. It, that could be it. Maybe too tough he'll for eat him. Chicken. He'll eat chicken. I think I think what it is, if I had to say, uh, and and I, I'm I'm spoiled because my daughter is the exact opposite. Like I'll do my steak medium rare on the cool side of medium rare, and she's just she's just can I have like she'll eat the whole thing off of my plate, right. and 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 I but I think he, I think maybe that freaks him out a little bit because you know obviously his burgers are probably not pink, you know typically. Right. So go, try going to a medium or you know, God forbid. Yeah, I know. Whale. I know. Uh, but we'll I get out. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm trying to coax who, this boy into eating meat. Give me a second. I'm Hango. Me- medium rare only. Medium <laughs> rare only. No, I mean you could go to a, when I was a child. I ate my steak medium. I think that was because mom was afraid if I saw red right. fluid, it would freak me out. And then I had a medium rare steak, and I drank the red fluid from the plate. <laughs> and had run down my chin onto my chest and just rubbed it in. Uh, I don't know. I, I, just, I didn't know if he would try like like some deer or rabbit or something like or some or if he likes jerky. I guess he didn't like right. some deer jerky. Well, he probably he probably would because he'll like like I said he'll he'll eat chickens. He'll eat different kinds of sausage. Like he'll it, like it's so it's not a meat thing. It's something about the steak. And I think. I, I think I am onto something. I think I need to maybe bump up the temperature and try again. Which, but I, I mean, you know, I hate doing that. <laughs> but he likes any other kind of meat. He likes bacon and chicken. Yeah. You say he likes chicken. Anything else is fine. Yeah, yeah. he's a, he can be a little bit picky about chicken sometimes, but but that that has changed. Like now he'll eat like he'll eat chicken nuggets. He'll eat chicken breasts typically. Like if we do chicken tacos, you know. He likes so. seafood because he had that that shrimp and. And like crab bake type there, that crab bowl type stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of them are cool with seafood too. Yeah. Well, it's good that they both have a a, a varying palate like that. 
Most kids yeah. are so picky. They won't, they won't have anything like that. Yeah, no, they, they, they've, they have both eaten mussels, which I was, I was oh, kind of wow. like, well, damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even I was kind of like, well, these are a little weird, but that's a favorite in our household. The girls were asking for him tonight, but told nice. them that we'd wait for the husband to also be home so that he could enjoy them with us. Well, we gotta, I, we gotta figure out how to do them fresher because the, the only ones we had, this was like in a frozen thing. Frozen. It was like in a frozen. That's what we always eat. It's easier. Oh, is it? I no. mean, of course, fresh is nice and stuff, but those aren't too bad, really, for mussels. Oh, okay. Well, I could yeah, chip I'd you be... some. <laughs> I'll bet you that? could. I, I could. I could chip you some. We have we have plenty of fresh mussels down here. I mean, guys sell them on the side of the road. Making a dirty joke or something the way Addison reacted. No. <laughs> you could. Nah, I, I, there's guys here. Like they'll set up like in a parking lot or on the side of the road, and it's shrimp that was in the Gulf that morning. Ooh, that's awesome. No kidding. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, we're, we're right here. We're here. (laughs) No. Yeah. Uh, fresh oysters, fresh shrimp, mussels. Well, that's what I told him when we had the sea boil, because the mussels were in that sea boil thing that I did. And that's what I told him. I was like, I was like, guys, where Hango lives, they eat this shit all the time. (laughs) It's best, man. It's, and we eat it because it's, it's so readily available and fresh. Yeah. When I went to Ireland, Irish people uh, at the time, they've kind of varied the palate a little bit now. At the time, like, they were so opposed to eating seafood because they associate it with with uh, the church and Lent and stuff like that. They were sitting, they exported like 85% of their seafood out of Ireland. I'm like, why would you do that? That's insane. It is. <laughs> I, I could live on, on you know, shrimp and fish and everything else. It's such a bioavailable and like quickly replenishing food source absolutely that and like seaweed kelp all that I, when i worked we at, need to introduce at, more of that when i worked at the county jail there was a, a one girl who worked on on my shift and it never failed for her snack she brought dried seaweed yeah and would open that container in, in the tower and the whole place smelled smell like a eight, 18th century brothel in there. It was just fish. <laughs> just the smell was horrible. I love seaweed though. Like they, she should, they should. We should have put her in jail for bringing that to work. It was that's really funny. horrible. I don't think I've ever had it like that. I don't. I don't think uh, look, so. When you open the container, you'll know what you got. Yeah, but it, it tastes so much better than it smells because there's definitely a fishy sea smell, but then the flavor is more on the mushroom umami side of things. Oh yeah. I'd I'd probably eat them. And they probably, I mean, it probably comes flavored and dried like that, doesn't it? Yeah. Those like sheets that I get from China, basically (laughs) those packages, you can get those. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. She's funding our slavery. (laughs) We've got a shield. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, could we get your opinion on Taiwan? If you don't mind. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) She would say invade. Right. <laughs> uh, that's right. You didn't say Chinese no, Taipei. No, man. That's a, that's kind of what's crazy in a broad sense. I mean, you know, whether you not you go with the whole lab leak, whatever. It's like, man, all the people that have been bitching about China for the last twenty years, it kind of turns out they were right. <laughs> Did you post in the chat the uh, statement from the CCP after F? 
after Afghanistan fell? I may have. I don't, you I don't know, know if I, I saw it there, I, I if I saw it at Reddit, or I don't know if I saw it there, or if I saw it I mean, Reddit. I've, uh, I think I've seen it. Yeah, China said, you know, uh, the people of Taiwan, you see how the Americans left the Af- Afghani people to be overrun. They'll do the same thing to you. They will not respond if you call for help. Uh, yeah, they're much yeah they were basically building. doing that exact thing. Yeah. All right. Well, who knows? I don't know. I don't know. You think I it's going to happen? Following, so I don't have an opinion on all that. Oh, look at her. She clams up and it's talking about China. She has no opinion all of a sudden. <laughs> right. Exactly. She got a shill for him. I mean, I hope it doesn't. See, it comes directly but, off the boat. To answer your question, I, I, I really don't. Um, I, yeah. I, I would. I, I don't like war, to begin with. Um, right. Especially the people of, of Taiwan, they've kind of got their own thing going, and they really just want to be left alone. I can't blame them for what that. Do whole, what do you think about the whole Afghanistan thing? What do I think about it? You have any thoughts on? Yeah, well, just the whole think, like the way it's so publicized and so embarrassing, and I think it's just another loss for the military and or just for America in general. We lost the war on drugs, we lost the war on poverty, now we lost the war on terrorism. Yeah, because you can't really have a war on terrorism. That was that was my whole beef with it. I'm like, that's that's like having a war on anger. Like that's, yeah. that's not you can't terror. You can't have a war on terrorism. It's a war on bad news, right? You know, it's it's always going to be there. The other uh, question to it, though, is it is it actually a thing or is it a an orchestrated thing that is Here a distraction? <laughs> You had to get him fired up, didn't you? I had him settled down, I ready just, for bed, and you had to go poke the bear. I'm just honestly shocked that you're acting like it's real, which, sure, it can be. It no. might be, but, you know. I, I don't think, I mean, I, I definitely don't think it's real. I don't think yeah. anything anymore. Damn it, Sarah. Well, there's, there's, <laughs> it goes back to, <laughs> it goes, it, but it goes back to what you said, Hango. Like the whole the, the the winners write history. Well, and that's the thing we we forget that the winners are writing history. Like the the winners, so it's not only just the winners have written history; it's the winners dictate what we see. Right. So so so, and that's what makes me think. Yeah, it's 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 obviously a coordinated thing. I, now I haven't really decided though, Sarah. It's not like I'm. I mean, I've seen some people. They're like, oh yeah, you know, this is now we're so we can head to President Harris, you know, and it's like, well, maybe, but. I, I don't really see that as much as I just see a, a bit of more of the same in the sense that you sow massive distrust and massive um, rage really is, is, is a decent word at a certain point uh, against the, the prevailing institutions. And I think, I think that's exactly what this is because, because I mean, you know, and I, I, but for the grace of God, honestly, I mean, truly, I mean that when I say that I, I would have been one of those guys. You know, I saw 9-11 at a young age. I was very influenced by that. I was very pro-American. My plan was to join the military all, mostly all the way through high school. And so, so people my age that did that, I mean, I can't imagine being my age and looking at as embarrassing or horrifying as it, as it is, you know, just for me as a supposed American or whatever that means. But like, if I was a part of that, I, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine how, how, because, because how can you defend it? I mean, I've argued with my friends that are in the military the whole time, but it's like, truly at this point, how can you defend what you did over there at all? And that's, that's not to get into, you know, I won't even say like, 
war crimes or whatever, but it's like this this was obviously for nothing at all. Like like holy shit, man. And so so for me, yeah, it does fall into that category. I just think it's more shaking the jar, so to speak. Mm-hmm against all of the prevailing institutions and ways of thinking. Um, you know, I mean, you know, they're calling it the great reset. So I, I don't, I don't think we're anywhere close to seeing an end of traditional systems and traditional institutions uh, being brought to their knees through a variety of, of coordinated things. For sure. And with something like that, you know, it's a war, quote unquote, in a faraway land. There's nothing that we can do for that. Whereas the co- coronavirus crap, you know, here and right. the in, the, vaccine, in your backyard, and masks and whatever, like that's something that we could, you know, either participate or not participate in, you know, so this other stuff, it's we just watch and see what happens, like where where they go with this. Let's let's find out, well, you know. <laughs> And I will say this, that it is already being used for this. And I called this. It was funny. My, when my wife sent me a text, she was like, oh, well, you called it. And then I, I sent her this other one. It, it is very obviously being used as a pro-open borders, pro-just um, um, free and open uh, immigration without any sort of check and balance. I think there's been two or three governors that have now said, like, please drop Afghanistan refugees here. And it's like, okay, okay. So this, again, I see it as we're further shaking that jar of splitting the states because now, you know, mm-hmm. now not only are they split on vaccines and so on and so forth, like now we can split on immigration policies, maybe within the country, since obviously borders don't matter anymore either. So yeah, I do see it as as sort of taking us down that road of balkanization, but said really lightly because, I, you know, that's not obvious yet, but yeah, I don't know. So, but that that's that's another major factor. I'll uh, sh- I recorded with uh, three girls. Who've See, got that a wasn't that crazy, Hango. No, I, I was. I love just <laughs> going you about that. Uh, you're you're typically reasonable. Typically, I know it's I know it's because I only attacked space, and I know I know that <laughs> I know that that left a deep hole uh, like for a you. Hole? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck off. They're fake. No, I, um, I, I, I recorded. Maybe we with, should get uh, counseling together. We could we could get past we this. Could, I'll only picture the tissue box with me. <laughs> we'll have Matt be our counselor. <laughs> he already he's already yours. Isn't yeah, that what true. this podcast is? Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Anyways, go uh, go ahead with your point. No, I was. Uh, you mentioned that you you know, ma'am, and I let it happen. And everything much is. Like, I was twenty. I was almost twenty one when it happened. Um, I was recording with. Uh, three girls who've also got a podcast here in my town. Uh, one of them dog sits or house sits for us with the dogs while we're on vacation and whatnot. And so they came over the studio the night to record an episode with me. And uh, something came up about 9-11. And I said, you know, when 9-11 happened, you know, I was 20 and this, this, and this happened. And we talk about like moments we'll never forget. Like, uh, like to my mom's generation, it was the Kennedy assassination. You know, you knew yeah, where you sure. were at when that happened. Yep. And I said, you know, I'm, I'll always remember where I was at when I heard the 9-11 broadcast. And I said, I'm sure y'all are the same way. And they looked at each other and said, well, we were four. I'm like, oh, fuck y'all. <laughs> Screw <laughs> all three of you. <laughs> they were, they were, one of them had just turned five. Other two were four when 9-11 happened. I'm like, oh my. So yeah, it's been that long, you know, and uh, people still beat that drum. They still be the if we don't fight them here, if we don't fight them over there, we have to fight them over here. 
and that's the, such bullshit. The rah 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 stuff. Yep. Well, and that's what because I was talking to a buddy because he was asking me the same thing, and and we were and, and he, he's one of these guys. He's kind of like you know I've, I've never really thought about nine eleven. I kind of just you know accepted the mainstream narrative, which I was like okay faggot, but okay <laughs> like we can move on. we can move on from that admission. Um, but you know, that's what I was telling him. I was like, well, that's, that's what, cause when you go back and you look at, like you, you mentioned JFK, it's like, you go back and look at these things that are hugely traumatizing to massive swaths of people. And then you look at what happens afterwards. And, and I think it's obvious. It's like, it's like, well, the game, the game has been realized from, from probably nine 11 on, but you know, Gulf of Tonkin, JFK, like all this stuff, the game has been realized that you can just kind of run things through trauma-based mind control if you will throw 9-11 in there and i throw this in there because because that's exactly what it is uh, you know for a soldier like imagine if you're a soldier from afghanistan who who you know doesn't have his legs and maybe has dealt with ptsd and, and whatever else and and god bless him i if i've ever sounded like i don't have sympathy for those people i don't because i again like i said but for the grace of god that would have literally been me and and obviously now i view things very differently but if you were watching that yeah, that that's exactly what that is. Like you're you're traumatizing them for a reason. Um, I think so. Ooh, I mean, it's the parallels between the Kennedy assassination and nine eleven are are totally there. Uh, uh, but, even up even up to the same players. <laughs> but that's a, okay. but that's another discussion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we you can, had you had a a severely traumatic event uh, broadcast. Literally beamed into people's uh, homes, live, and then the months of replay of that trauma over and over and over, and then directly after a war kicks off, and young men, uh, a little bit during Vietnam, they instated the draft, but young men were gathered up and sent to Vietnam, or they were sent to Afghanistan or Iraq. And they go there and they develop PSD, uh, which during the Vietnam era, it was shell shock. It was just something, the thousand yard stare. Uh, yeah. The men in Vietnam like, were exposed to Agent Orange. It was and just the heroin more was a and, huge and then problem. The heroin, yes. And then you look at the, the, out, the aftermath of 9 11. You had guys into Afghanistan and Iraq, and they were coming down with PTSD and sickness from depleted uranium rounds. And they come home and they get put on oxycotton, which is just synthesized heroin. It's yeah. it's it's like history repeating itself every fifty years in this country. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess I thought Adam was smoking there for a second. Sorry about that. No, um, no, that's that, that that's precisely it. And that's I mean, I in that same vein, I really do think, you know, the great reset, whatever you want to call it, you know, COVID and all of the above. Like I, I think that's more of the same on a on a much grander scale, because I think that game has been realized. Like I said, I think I think, you know, even if, even if you're a, a non-state actor or what have you, or a global entity of some sort, and you look at what happened after 9/11 worldwide, in terms of surveillance, in terms of you know Five Eyes, Department of Homeland Security, and so on and so forth, it's like, well, that that's a pretty, I mean, independent of names. Whoever is sitting in that seat watching that play out, it's like I said, it's it's obvious that's the game now. It's just that traumatized to get exactly whatever it is that you want. And I think it just it just so happens that this time there's there's a bit of a flu to go along with it. <laughs> like it's just it's just all that much more helpful because 
you know, you grab somebody out of the crowd and now they can say, oh, so-and-so died of COVID, right? I think it's just that much more real for people. Yeah, I think I sent you some articles back when COVID first hit here. Um, our state health department said if someone dies, whether or not it was from COVID-related symptoms, if the person died, whether it be in a car wreck or a natural death or a heart attack or skydiving, uh, they were to have a COVID test done. And if they had the COVID antibodies, that death was be, was to be marked down as a COVID death. Yep. yep. So they were fudging the numbers to begin with. And I know you don't believe in science, Addison, but when it comes to scientific studies, once you fucker with the numbers, well, then it's all horseshit. Right. Yep. Well, yeah, that's that, that's precisely it. And, and, and so the real that's what's so genuinely concerning about this whole in a psychological sense, like everybody thinks they're getting science when, when they're told these things. And it's like, but if you really look at it, you're really not, you're really, really not. You just, um, it's, it's the same with vaccine science and studies. Yeah. Which, which I know you've been that. on for a long time. The numbers are crap. And <laughs> not to sound like a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> no, please do. But, I mean, you read those reports, follow the money, who funded the study, you know, who's getting paid by who, and it all leads back to the government. And Dude, no. oh, wait, why, wait. <laughs> why would we have any reason to believe them if they've done other things in the past? You know, it's all about power. It's all about money. And if that's you know, do your own research. And if it leads back to them, then why should you believe any part of it? Or at least just don't, don't trust wholeheartedly in things, you know? Yeah. Well, that's, that's why, that's why I do think it's spiritual because it's like, it's, it's, it's a faith where there is obviously lacking evidence. And I know, again, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know that you would necessarily say this hango, but I know a lot of people would say that about religion or about Christianity or what have you. But again, it goes back to, well, well, who are you really putting your faith in here? And, I, and I'll, I'll just be honest at face value. I don't have a lick of faith in Pfizer or Moderna. I really don't. <laughs> no. uh, you should put your faith in Odin. He will no, show you the God. way. No, no, no. Until no, Valhalla. No, no. Only, the on, the only king I have, the only king I have is King Jesus. Hail Christ. Good for you. I think, so. I think so. I think if, if that's what may help you sleep at night, that's great. I prefer, <laughs> you know, the blood of the damned on my arms and a stiff drink to put me to sleep. Heresy. Heresy. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else, no, Hango? No, I will say this. I talked about it the other night on, on my show, The Hango Show, which you can find at tropicebroadcasting.com <laughs> slash The Hango Show. Oh, he, see, um, <laughs> and, he hears uh, it coming to an end every time, <laughs> even though I already plugged him. I already plugged him once. I told everybody to go listen. Um, fucking guy, yeah, man. This past week at work, I will say, um, every hospital I went to, the ERs were jam-packed. It... Uh, I live close, like the, the main hospital I service is one of the largest rural hospitals in the country. Um, 700 beds, gigantic, gigantic hospital. Uh, they've got nothing. They're, they're full up. They're sending patients to 
uh, like their satellite hospitals an hour or two away. Um, Guarantee 80% of those patients have had the COVID vaccine. Just saying. Um, I really don't think so. To well, the, I was going to uh, get into how fear how fear is a sickness, but anyway, we, we could. <laughs> so they're all there for uh, tetanus. No, they're no. <laughs> you don't understand the people that I live around. Uh, they don't take vaccines, so I have no doubt the majority of them have got no vaccines at all. <laughs> whether it be whether it be uh, uh, for what's the the tetanus rubella, whatever. All the way to COVID. I don't. I'm not buying it. Um, I'm just saying. I, I just saw a. As we went months with everything kind of chilling out, uh, just from a boots on the ground standpoint, I've seen a, a big uptick in, in ER, uh, ER capacity. I'll just put it that way. Is it the summer? Yes. Are people shooting and stabbing each other? Absolutely. Uh, but, <laughs> as I mean, God it's, will, it's, they should. Yeah. Uh, be sure to go by evils.com, E A B L E S. Uh, use the promo code HANGO to say 15%. Now, also, premium okay. CBD. Also, go by mydelta8.com. Check down in the uh, in the show notes for this episode. You'll see an affiliate link for Amazon. Click that if you're going to buy something, some little money to the tripod uh, group. Anything else, Addis? Well, I was going to say they could they could send some Bitcoin as well, or uh, I also have a code up on on my Delta Eight GTST on my Delta Eight for the the highest discount available. So, love you guys. That's about it, I guess. Thanks for coming on, Hango, and thank you, Sarah. No problemo. Thanks for having me. That little in audio land. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of lost it, but there it is. <laughs> Thanks for how, listening, how? everybody out there in audio land. There it is. Please clap. Whatever you say, liberal. Okay. Okay. Liberal. Yeah, live. Whatever you say, liberal. Okay. Okay. Liberal. Yeah, live. Whatever you say, liberal. Okay. Okay. Liberal. This has been a production of Tripod Broadcasting.